We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. <laughs> I disagree with you, Mr. Snipes. I hear him. I got giant ears. Yes, Helping us do. break down a whole lot of stuff. Few people can answer as many questions as thoughtfully as our friend, Mr. Barry Sferluga from the Washington Post. Barry joins us via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. Check them out, BetQL.com. Barry, I think, just got back from Florida where he was checking out the Nats. Barry, what up, man? How you doing? Good, guys. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, We are doing well. How, for you, a, a... an ardent, I would say, college hoops fan, analyst, insightful dude that also understands the power of the NFL. How do you kind of divide your time this week? So I know for sure that I leave Wednesday for Birmingham to follow the Terps. Oh, nice. Playing West Virginia on Thursday and then maybe being lucky enough to face the number one overall seed in Alabama in Birmingham, not a tall task at all, uh, which would be Saturday. So, you know, that's, that's on the calendar, regardless of what happens this, this week, uh, commanders wise, but uh, you know, your friend and mine, Dan Steinberg messaged me this morning. He's my editor. And he, I had said, this is what I uh, have coming up. And he said, um, yeah, you might want to, uh, factor in if um, free agency goes crazy, um, you're going to get a call on that too. So um, kind of <laughs> playing a, a a game of twister, you know, putting my left hand on the blue dot and <clears throat> right foot on the yellow dot and making sure we have everything covered. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the way the week is. I mean, I, I think you know between Brian and I, we tend to lean pretty football heavy. We haven't even talked brackets yet today. Nope. Um, a lot of that is Deron Payne. There was a lot to react to there. Uh, Oscars. I, we, we did a whole Oscars, <laughs> Oscars segment. That's really our wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> we couldn't even name any of the movies. But uh, what do you think of the pain deal? And then I, I do want to get to some brackets and some gnats with you. But what do you make of the pain deal? So, I mean, I think if you're if you're asking the team to keep its top performers, then then you know, who were their top performers last year? They were John Allen and, and Deron Payne and then get in line beyond beyond that. I mean, I think you guys, I'm certain, have touched on this aspect of it, but my mind immediately goes to, all right, they've locked up Allen and Payne interior. Um, this potentially means that maybe there there isn't enough to go around for, for Chase Young. And, and honestly, like, if that's the case, that's fine because – 
Um, what you have, I'm not saying anything about the year Chase is going to have or, or how good he could be. You know the other two guys have produced and have produced in a, in a way that's not just for themselves. They make that group um, the strength of the team and a really, really disruptive force. Um, and, and the first thing that any opponent has to talk about is, is essentially those, those two guys. So that's who you pay, not, not just because of what they've done, but because they're in the prime. They're going to do that going forward. And, and with Chase, it's still, um, you know, can he do it? Can he do it over 16 uh, games? The other guys, you, you know, they can because they already have. Certainly. And mm-hmm. I think I, I think it might be too premature to know what happens with Chase. I mean, say he comes back this year and has a monster year. I bet they figure something out. Sweat is is right there, too. I They've already picked up Sweat's fifth-year option. I may be on an island with this. I think you go ahead and pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option as well just because the, the potential is still so damn high. Um, I know that Brian will point out that uh, a favorite – Coach Thompson quote was potential will get you fired. Get you fired. But I um I don't know. I, I think the pain deal in a vacuum makes a ton of sense. And I think the pain deal looking at the entire roster makes sense. It, by the by the well, end of the week, he he he's not gonna be the second highest paid D lineman. And I mean, you talk about the entire roster. Um, you know, this is if you're talking about picking up Chase Young's fifth year option, they've already picked up sweats, you know, there's more money, more money, more money. Um, and they're going to have to do something with the offensive line, obviously, linebacker, et cetera, et cetera. The, the entire thing is possible because they're probably going to be having a, a, a quarterback room that is among the lowest paid in, in the sport. Um, it, it, it shows how much roster flexibility you have if you're not paying your quarterback anywhere near top dollar. And even if they bring back Heineke on a free agent deal or whoever they bring in, as a backup or co-number one or compete, uh, you know, competitor for the top spot in training camp, it's not going to be twenty million dollars. Um, that gives you no. just so much flexibility around the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. Totally, and even for uh, even for the skill positions, having Dotson on the rookie deal. I mean, Samuel and Terry are getting paid, but Samuel's deal expires after this year. You want? I am curious if we're going to see some restructures or some movement in the releases between now and Wednesday. I, I guess they're probably working the phones pretty fast and furious over there. Um, what, who do you think is the right co- Well, let's start here. Do you buy that this is Howell's job to lose going into the year? And if you do, who who's the right them? guy to pair him with? So I think I'm, I'm in the minority here. Like I, I think Heineke is, is the right person because I think, well, we've been through, you know, he's not a starter. He's not a starter. He's not a starter. If he's, if he's a backup, is he not one of the top five to seven backups in, in the league? I just have a hard time believing, believing he's not. And, and I think it's the right, the reason I think it's the right fit is because, and maybe this is the part I'm, I'm misreading, like because we know who he is, if Sam Howell gets off to a, a slow start because you know he's only thrown 19 passes in his career and there's going to be bumps along the way I don't feel like the fan base would be clamoring for you got to start Heineke you got to start Heineke again maybe I'm misreading that and and I could be wrong I feel like from a a coaching perspective they, they know that if they think that Howell has more ability and just needs more experience and he does have more ability in terms of running and in terms of arm strength 
than than bringing in the keeping the known commodity who would be a top shelf backup backup but would not be a hey I've started in the league for six or seven years and I can do this and and um, I'm going to be a person that the the fan base is going to be clamoring for at the first sign of distress for Howell that to me that's that's a good fit I also understand why you might argue. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's exactly the opposite of what you want. Yeah, I think the fan base—he may not think that way, but the fan base will clamor for how. For I me, mean, for Heineke, the first time something goes wrong, and that, that's the reason I feel you got to move on from it. You may be right, Brian. I, I just feel like I feel like we've spent the last two years kind of discussing Heineke's physical limitations that get exposed over sixteen. 16 games and, and he's such a good locker room person i again i'm not gonna like go to the mat and die on this hill that they have to bring back taylor heineke if, if i'm asked the question I'm, I'm saying that that's that's my choice because i think the the combination of fit in the room um ability level and not coming in thinking um i have to beat out this dude i that's that's my mild argument for mm-hmm. that. Well, you know what I find interesting with the Heineke stuff? And who knows, because this was just his former college coach. But last week, some comments emerged from his former college coach at, at ODU about Heineke not being that thrilled with how the end of the season shook out. And uh, I wonder how real that I'm is. I'm kind of happy how, he wasn't thrilled with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be. But, like, how – I wonder what the Week 17 benching – meant to Heineke and, and what he wants to do going forward. And maybe we'll find out by the end of the week. I think I think the aisle of quarterback they're shopping in, you got a little bit more time. I don't think you have to wait till the end of the week. But Jared Stidham did just sign with the Broncos. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts happening right mm-hmm. now. I, I do yeah, want to sw- Go ahead. They, they got to find that person, whoever it is. But I do think they're trying to thread a needle. If, if they – all indications are they want Howell to win the job in camp, that he has to, to kind of screw up to, for them to say, whoa, 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 we've got a pretty good roster here. Um, we can't hand this kid the job. He's not picking it up at the, at the rate that we need him to. I, I think they're trying to thread a needle with a backup that's capable of stepping in if things go awry but isn't such a threat to a kid who was a fifth-round pick and has only thrown 19 passes in his career. That, that's right. all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm mm-hmm. with you there. Talking with our friend Barry Sverluga, columnist for the Washington Post. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Barry Sverluga, S-V-R-L-U-G-A. Uh, do need to talk a little bit uh, college hoops here. Obviously, the NCAA tournament is upon us. I guess the the first four games are tomorrow night um, with the real action starting Thursday. Of all games, Maryland is the first game of the first round. Mm. So the whole country is going to be watching the Terps at least for 20 minutes or whatever. Um what do you make of Maryland's draw, of their chances? Let, let's start with WVU because an 8-9 is a true coin flip. West Virginia is actually favorite, favorited in this game. Playing Alabama in Alabama in the next round just seems impossible. But let it be hella nice to win the first-round matchup. Yeah, I think that, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was really, really high on, on Maryland. They, they thumped Purdue at home. They got themselves in position where – if they just won one of the final two regular season games at Ohio State, which was really, really down, and, and at Penn State, um, you know, they they could have gotten the number two seed in the Big Ten tournament. That would be an amazing accomplishment in Kevin Willard's first year. They would have had a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. I felt like there was a lot of momentum. They lost both of those games. They then went one and one in the, in the Big Ten tourney, and they kind of, you know, they slid back and earned their 
their eight, nine position, a coin toss game, like you said, against a team from a, a conference that is, was way, way better than the big 10 top to bottom um, in the, in the big 12. Um, so I do feel like, and JP, you could speak to this because you, you count yourself a, a, among the Maryland fan base, but I feel like there is a lot of confidence and momentum in the Kevin Willard regime more than I thought there would be at the end of his first season, just because of his style. Um, they want to play faster. They want to, they want to press a little bit like Gary used to do. And he's got this kind of East coast underdog chip on his shoulder <laughs> kind of thing. That, he's got a that, little Gary in him. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's a little, you know, you don't want everything come, to come back to Gary, but at Maryland, everything kind of comes back to Gary. So um, I feel like, they're not going to get blown out against West Virginia. They are basically competitive every time they take the floor. Um, they have a really good recruiting class next year. Um, they have, you know, kind of maxed out or close to maxed out other than not being able to win on the road, a, a roster that Willard and his staff assembled in about six weeks time right. and made it a very appealing product. Um, you'll remember that in, in 2000. 19 um mark turgeon's last uh last ncaa tournament team in in college park they won a first round game uh against somebody and then just absolutely had their doors blown off by alabama alabama that was kind of on the rise under nato it's hadn't established itself under nato and i remember sitting there that night thinking (laughs) yeah thinking this is not what Maryland is supposed to be. Maryland is supposed to be delivering these kinds of things, not on the receiving end of them. So if they get to that Alabama game and Alabama is, is now is different than it was then, um, and they can be competitive and, and they put up a fight in Birmingham, then, then I just don't think, I think there's a lot of reasons to believe that whatever happens this reason, this weekend, um, Terp nation is going to be kind of feeling positive about Kevin Willard going forward in a way that I, I'm not sure I expected they would um, at the beginning of the year. Which, which, I, we always look at the number ones. Which number one you think has the toughest route to get to the finals? Man, I haven't dissected it, but I was surprised that that um, I was surprised that Kansas uh, was a number one seed to begin with. And I, I also think, Brian, that in a way I think Purdue is – is the most fraudulent. Um, they're just, they don't have the guards. They have the great, yeah, they have the great seven, four Zach Eady. And, and that makes a, a big difference. Um, they, they damn near gave away that big 12, 10 championship um, game yesterday after being up, whatever it was, 16 to, to Penn state. Um, they don't have awesome guard play. They have to hit their threes. And, and if I'm going to paint with a broad brush, I think, you know, they struggled to win what I think top to bottom is a pretty mediocre Big Ten. Now, they won it comfortably um, in terms of the regular season. They won it by a few games. But I, I don't feel like – I think the SEC tested its teams. I think the Big 12 tested its teams. I don't think that the Big Ten was the, the test um, and, and, you know, kind of the just beginning-to-end test that you would think it normally is. And so I guess if I'm going to answer your question, I, I think Purdue, maybe not the toughest road, but but might be the one seed that is most vulnerable to okay. me. Well, and looking at that bracket, dude, I think Memphis has athletes all over the place. They can get going. And they're going to have them coached up. 
I think, dude, I think the winner of the Memphis FAU, Florida Atlantic, they might be called a mid-major. They're good. Like, just that second-round game for Purdue, I think, is going to be hard as hell. Correct. Barry, you know I don't like saying it. The Dukies are hot at the right time. They can play them in the Sweet 16, and that's not even counting the volunteers who are pretty good. You got Kentucky in that bracket. I've watched Marquette-UConn, the Big East title game, Saturday night. Both those teams are good, dude. Well-coached, good teams. Marquette as the two-seed is 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 a very legitimate Final Four threat. Purdue's going to take some serious shots in that bracket. I think so, too. And, I, you know, I was surprised, not that there's any difference between being a four-seed and a five-seed, but UVA got a four-seed after losing to Duke in the in the um, ACC title game. Uh, Duke gets the five. No, no big deal because you're going to play the same caliber opponent. You, you have to face that one seed going going through in the Sweet 16 round. Um, but you're right. That one's kind of, you know, that bracket is is – fairly stacked Tennessee is is hurt at point guard that that they, that might make them um a little bit vulnerable um yeah they're playing against a raging know. Cajun they're gonna be vulnerable right there there you go right exactly <laughs> Brian they, they woke up vulnerable uh, when they saw that draw oh it, man it, it's gonna be fun I, I can't wait for it you got anything uh any sleepers anybody you like unexpectedly maybe Man, I, I wish I had the bracket in front of me. I would, I, I'd have to pick it uh, for Kornheiser on Wednesday, and I usually wait until um, the, the night the night before. I do think there are some um, seven ten games that are like I, I, I think that um, UConn Iona game is really interesting. Yeah, with Patino, um, with Rick Patino, and and going up against Danny Hurley, and you know, kind of a a tri-state brawl type of type of sure, situation. Sure. Um, and, and people are going to be asking Patino, not about his Iona team, but what's his next move? Like, is, is he really in the mix for St. John's? Would Georgetown um, reach out? Does he have one more run at a major program? Um, or is, is Iona his last? I, I'm really super intrigued by, by that one. Not, not as much for the game, but for those storylines. Um, you were in, Palm Beach would be unfair if we don't ask you a single Nats question. Uh, The expectations for this year are incredibly slim. I did get to have a conversation with Trevor Williams, who is presumably the number two starter in that rotation. What are the chances the Nats outperform the very low expectations? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I think you have to look at this season almost in like parallel universes like what's going on at the major league level which is going to be very very difficult now I I think there's a way for a Trevor Williams to become the third or fourth starter in that rotation if um, Mackenzie Gore and Cade Cavalli um, the two young pitchers that they're really relying on step forward and Josiah Gray um, continues to develop that would be a perfect way for this thing to play out that those starters those three young starters make about 80 starts between them and all show um, potential and progress and production at the big league level. That's a way that they could outperform. And then just the vibe down there, you know, they locked up Kbert Ruiz, their, their catcher um, for eight years that you feel like you have a building block there, that that's something you're not going to have to worry about um, going forward. The, the vibe was, way more positive than I expected it to be. And that wasn't because of anything, any expectations around the big league club. It's like you walk out there and you see some of these prospects that the 20 year old 
James Wood, who's 6'7 and looks exactly like an NBA small forward. And you see Elijah Green, um, the first-round pick from last year, who's the son of a former NFL tight end. And if, if you put him in front of me and said, that's an NFL starting safety, I would say, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. That's the kind mm-hmm. of body he has. You start to see some of that athleticism, the young potential that they have, and you get the, you start to understand why their development people are – have their you know chests out and their eyes open in a way that they haven't for several years because there are some pieces on the way. Right. I love to love to see them spending some money. Uh, wish they had done it with some of their other young stars, but they're going whatever, now. Man, got to start over, Jay. Um, Barry, thank you for the time, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. That's our guy, Barry Sverluga. Give him a follow at Barry Sverluga. Also, we talked a lot of NCAA tournament there. Come join B. Mitch and Finley, me and B, and Grant and Danny. On Thursday and Friday, we're all going to be broadcasting live from Tap Tap. Sports Bar at MGM National Harbor. Watch all the college hoops action. Catch all of the tournament games on 70 flat-screen TVs with an all-star roster of food and drinks at Tap Sports Bar. We're even going to find Mike Beasley. And JP gets to pay for those beers he's been offering y'all. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Significant news. Significant news. Eagles, Niners, Commanders, we got stuff for you. Do not go anywhere. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anybody a Commanders fan around here? Yeah. Anybody want to hear some Commanders news? Yes, bring it up. I'll, I'll, should I check the text thread in case Jeff's got this one? Want to tell him first? Make sure you get it. Mike Garofolo, NFL Network. Good story here. Former Giants offensive lineman Nick Gates, who broke his left fibula and tibia in a game against Washington in 2021 and battled his way back from seven surgeries, is headed to Washington. Gates has agreed to terms on a three-year deal with the Commanders. Now, if you look at Gates' time with the Giants, he's played all over the place. He's played center and both guard spots. He's They list him as a tackle. I'm not really sure he's played a heck of a lot of tackle. Last year, played in 10 games for the Giants. This honestly kind of strikes me as the Wes Schweitzer signing from a few years ago. It's a guy with a lot of options, mm-hmm. a guy that can play in a lot of spots. He hasn't. He's been a versatile player for them for sure. I'm not. We knew they were going to add interior O line. This is it. They're going. This is going to be dudes like this. So 
Nick Gates headed to Washington per Garofolo. Um, You heard Craig Heist in the update there say Danny Johnson coming back. I like that. I think Danny Johnson ideally is your fifth corner, maybe your fourth. But they, for years, have gone out of their way to not play him. And then when he's on the field, he makes plays. Yep. So, And he can return, too. Hey. Now, the the headline so far is Nick Gates, which is not going to really settle, you know, get too much excitement going, but we knew they had to add at O-line. This is a step at O-line. Maybe they think he can play center for him. He's played some center for the Giants, dealt with a, a major injury um, in 21. It's a hole that it. needs to be filled. What's that? It's a hole that needs to be filled. A bunch of them. Yeah. You, need, you need interior O-line depth. You probably need starters. We still got to, until we know what they're doing with Chase Ruye, a lot of this is just kind of guessing. Uh, I have a feeling... There's at least a restructure coming there. I don't think you can get to Wednesday at 4 o'clock and Rue counts 12 mil on your cap, but stranger things have happened, Brian. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to point this out because basically talking about the pain deal that we talked about at length this morning, there are, to me, I I think it's a good deal. What, actually, Lando, Hargrave see, just signed four years, 88. Right. Landfill, see if you can pull up our uh, 58 Foundations waterproofing poll of the day to get how people ended up voting on that. I think it's a good deal. I won't say great. I think it's good. I think signing pain made a lot of sense. Now, you can argue that there's, to me, there's two points of skepticism for that signing. One is that he's coming off a career year and a contract year, and you're not sure you'll get that production again. I'll roll the dice on the production. I have the numbers. You ready? Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Good deal, 62.3%. Read the question just so people remember it. All right. Uh, how do you feel about Deron Payne's four-year $90 million contract? Good deal, 62.3%. Great deal, 33.4%. Bad deal, 4.3%. Okay. I think that's about right. There's always going to be some naysayers. Mm-hmm. But the two, the two points of skepticism that I think are fair to bring up, the contract year thing. You and I are both fairly dismissive of Dismissive of I'm that. I'm very much dismissive. I, every of year it. in the NFL is basically a contract year, and I think a, a guy with his skill set that I, I asked him at one point, "Well, what is going right this year that hasn't in previous years?" He's like, "I've learned I just got to finish the play. It's not enough to put yourself in position to make the play. I got to finish the play." He's 25 years old. He's learning. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. Now, the other point of skepticism you can say is, "Well, they're spending too much money." On the D-line, because you've already paid John Allen. You might have to pay Montez. You might have to pay Chase Young. You might. To those folks, I would say this. It is widely believed that the San Francisco 49ers are kind of, if not the class of the NFC, among the best in the NFC and one of the best-run teams and front offices and all of this year after year after year. The Niners spend more money on their defensive line than any other team in the NFL, and that was before they signed. So the the news of the day, the biggest signing so far, Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, has agreed to a four-year, $88 million deal with the San Francisco 49ers, who also have Eric Armstead. They also have Nick Bosa. I mean, they, they, they are, loaded, but they're still signing. And I'd add this. So, one, you've got a team that we all believe is elite 
spending big money on D-line because you win games in the trenches. There you go. One. Deron Payne is 25 years old. This deal will expire before Payne turns 30. Mm Mm-hmm. Javon Hargrave's 30. Yeah. Maybe it's irrelevant. I'm just saying. But the thing of it is, no, no, this is where I go with it. We, every year, complain about them not signing people and letting them go. This year they keep somebody. Now we complain about, well, man, we signed it too much. What are the people doing that we compete against? They're doing exactly what we're trying to do right here. So eventually they got to start doing what the other successful teams do or we can't complain about them uh, them not uh, competing. If they hadn't signed uh, Duran, it would be a bunch of hell going on around here. Now you're signing and you see the little, the people, the amount of people that are saying, oh, that's a bad deal. Don't worry about them. Count the people that are with you, not those that are against you. How about the money? Ian Rappaport has the money for Mike McGlinchey to go from San Fran to Denver. This is a right tackle, not a left, a Mm -hmm. right tackle. Five years, 87 mil, over 50 mil guaranteed. Playing right tackle. Hey, man, when you got to protect the quarterback, if they making all that type of money, I need to be paid handsomely to protect him. Denver has Russ Wilson, who may or may not have been taken over by an alien. They pay big money and give up draft picks to go get Sean Payton as their new head coach. Now in the first 90 minutes of the legal tampering period, Denver has signed a new guard and a new tackle. Paying well, I would add. Mm -hmm. Seems like they think that might help. Oh, yeah. The commanders have made their first real move. Obviously, the pain move is the biggest. That's keeping your own. Danny Johnson has been widely reported now to a new deal. And the commanders have signed Giants offensive lineman Nick Gates, who's played all over the place. He's played center. He's played guard. I think at his size, you could maybe argue he could play tackle. What did we say the commanders need to do? Got to add to the interior of your own line. There you go. And Step one, they're doing it. I, it's not, not exotic, not erotic, not going to get people all fired up. As long as your team's getting better, people will get fired up eventually. I have something that may not make people too fired up. Spot track, two websites you got to know, Spot track and Over the Cap. Track has quarterback predictions for every team in the NFL that's looking for somebody. Commanders are definitely looking for somebody. I'll tell you who they think's coming to Washington. All right. When we return, 1067 The Fan. 7 0 flat screen TVs with an all star roster of food and drinks at Tap Sports Bar. Cannot confirm or deny if Jeff will be there. He might be going to Jamaica, but he doesn't have any sandals. He don't be there. Cannot confirm or deny if he Mike don't, he Beasley don't have will some Jesus be there. sandals by the time we get there. Maybe we just start calling him Jesus or Jesus. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, y'all could call me that. <laughs> um, Jeff, how excited are you by the commander's moves so far? Danny Johnson's back, and they signed Nick Gates. Uh, I'm feeling Danny Johnson. Um, 
the Nick Gates thing, I'm gonna have to wait and see. I like I've I've said this plenty of times over this air. I'm not a fan of us signing vets that have an injury history. And I know B, you say injuries are a part of the game. It just don't seem to work out too well with us. I don't think you if need- we had one, yeah, but history, I would have a problem with that too. There is I mean, he had a, he broke his leg in a yeah. major way, right? And that's tough. Broken um, leg, you could, you heal from that and come right back. All right, so the Raiders are closing in on a deal per Garofolo. The Raiders are closing in on a deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. I I presume that's to be the starter there, right? Or at least, I mean, Stidham's gone, Carr's gone. Who's even on their roster as at quarterback right now? Don't have a clue. I. <laughs> Um, because Stidham, Stidham's gone. Because they they had Stidham, Carr, and who else last year? It also kind of changes things for the New York Jets because there was some thought that all right, if the Jets don't get Rodgers, they can go after Garoppolo. Well, the Jets kind of thought they could go after Carr. Carr is now signed in New Orleans. He's gone, and Garoppolo's replacing him in Vegas. So the Jets, if it doesn't work out with Rodgers, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Jets really needed to work out with Rodgers. I don't think you need to have those two guys in the same room. <laughs> they are two totally different people. Now, I'd add, considering the type of people we know Jimmy Garoppolo likes to date, Vegas might be a hell of a town for him. For Jimmy G. Yeah. Jimmy G does LV. He, he likes uh, certain things. You know, he, he'll have fun. I think he'll be all right. He'll become good friends with I my friend. I think he will be boy, all right. With my boy, Junior. How about this? Track. Track does a hell of a job of keeping track of all things NFL, all things quarterback, all things all of it, right? Track quarterback carousel guesstimations. So far, they're they're about to be proven right with Jimmy G going to Vegas, although that's been kind of widely presumed. Mm-hmm. They had Teddy Bridgewater, geez, they Bridgewater. had Teddy Bridgewater going to the Broncos. That's already proven incorrect because Jarrett Stidham's going to the Broncos. But you ready for this? Yeah. You know who they have coming to the Commanders? Who? Sam Darnold. Landfill. I, I need to hear your comments. <laughs> We will wait and find out. Here's what we do on this program. Every day we make bets. We call it, heard it here first. All right, new week, new us. Anybody got any action tonight? First four doesn't start till tomorrow, I don't think. Jeff, I know you got something wacky. Yeah, I'm taking the Dallas Stars over Seattle Kraken. Okay. Jeff's going hockey. Yes. He has zero idea what he's doing. No, I just hate the drink Kraken, like that 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 rum. It did me dirty one day, so I'm going against him. That's as good did a reason as any. Do you do yourself? Landfill, anything you like tonight, buddy? I am taking the Giants. That is the baseball Giants. Ooh, spring training, huh? They're playing the Padres. Mr. Brian Mitchell? I don't know. 
You know, I never know. <laughs> um, who's the worst team in the NBA? That's the one you want to pick. I believe. I believe it's the Rockets. Or the it might be the Pistons are bad too. Let's look. They're tied. Uh, I guess the Pistons are a half game worse. The Rockets are fifteen and fifty-two. The Pistons are fifteen and fifty-three. Mm. One of the best teams in the NBA are the Boston Celtics, correct? Mm-hmm. Boston in Houston tonight. Give me the Rockets plus 13. Got that, Landfill? Give me the points. I can't name a single player on the Houston Oh, Rockets. we know you can't. John Wall? Steve Francis. Landfill? Yao Ming. Let me go with the uh, Pacers. Let's just go around the room and name former Rockets players. Hakeem Olajuwon. Glide the dried Drexler. Clyde the died. The dry, the glide. <laughs> Clyde the glide Drexler. Tracy McGrady. James Harden. Mario Ellie. John Wall. Jeremy Lin. Uh, what's his name? Oh, oh, he looked like me. Uh, he looked like you. Dang, I can't. I think, think Jeff Eric loses. Gordon, Robert Ory, Kevin Brooks. I got nothing. Uh huh. Landfill's done. I threw y'all one. Done. Y'all didn't know Kevin Brooks. Is Landfill done, or does he just want the segment to end so we he, get out? Of time. I got nothing. You ready for us to get out? You got know anything more than Steve Francis and Tracy McGrady? Nobody said Yao Ming. You said Yao Ming like four I times. Did. Oh, John Lucas. Wow. Deep oh, cut. He just pulled that up. Ralph Sampson. <laughs> he just pulled that up. Jeff didn't pull. You know how long Jeff's going to text us a, a Rockets player's name in like forty minutes. That's how long it takes him to pull stuff up. Grant and Danny coming your way next. NFL Madness, March Madness later in the week. Right now, NFL Madness. Thank you to Mike Phillips. Thank you to Barry Sferluga for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with all sorts more NFL news. Will the Commanders make a big move? Don't hold your breath, but you never know. If you made it this far, I owe you beer. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.